It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 2, Episode 21, Update Your Process in Stages. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. I do have a little bit of a confession for you. I, I do watch TikTok and YouTube and a lot of other things out there on social media and other resources like that. I spend time on Pinterest and do all of those kinds of things that um, are sort of in that category. And I know a lot of you frown at that. And and, and look, social media, rightfully so, and, and another kind of resources like that in that same vein or whatever, get a bad rap. Uh, but there, there, there are some definite positives to it, uh, not only from the social side of staying connected and sharing things and being a source of creativity and uh, all of that, but also as a source of, of, of learning and sharing professionally. And I, I get so many ideas from those kinds of resources. And you're probably like, well, why are you even talking about this? Well, I'm talking about it because TikTok and uh Instagram and all of these kinds of sources are one of many resources that I get ideas from because I think it's important to constantly uh, update your your process and and your own knowledge and skills and sometimes yes you know I turn to scholarly uh, sources and you know, people in order to do that and sometimes I get the best ideas just from watching a 15 to 30 second video and 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 adapting that to my classroom and so wherever you kind of fall on that spectrum or whether you're like me and use a, a bajillion different sources and and ideas to kind of stir that creativity pot whatever you do you definitely need to update uh, your process and 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 look, when I talk about updating your process, and, and you know if you've been listening for a while, I'm always, you can probably go about an episode before you hear me use the word renovate. Uh, I think that's what I always say is I say that my own classroom and my own process is constantly under renovation. And that doesn't mean that I change everything about my classroom or change everything about me. Good Lord, that's frustrating to even think about because again, and, and again, I've also shared this, you don't want to go out and blow up your own process because you see this teacher down the hall or you see this teacher on the the internet do some amazing things and, and you're like, I have to be just like him or her or I have to come up with things just like them. I, I think that's the wrong approach. Uh, you should never just blow up your process as a whole because then you're kind of disconnecting it from who you are and, and, and disconnecting your own creativity. I think everything should be a blend of your own style with whatever you find out there and adapt to your process. And so that that we've kind of said. And, and so in this episode, I, I really want to home in on the importance of updating your process in stages. And it should be a constant process of update, but you should do it in stages. One student, one assessment assignment, one unit at a time. I, I really do. And and look, I, again, I don't want you going home and blowing up your process because it can be very frustrating. And some of you may be like, well, I've been in the game for you know 30 years and, 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 and I've got this. I basically can deliver this product um, with what I've got and the resources I've already used. And, and, and look. You may be like that, but there are some de definite negatives to that, right? And I've said before, I think I've said this on, on one of these episodes, I, I cannot remember, but I do say it a lot, and, and that is you want to be one of those teachers that uh, if you teach 30 years, you, you won't teach 
30 different years. You don't want to teach the first year 30 times. And I think that's really important. And that's a message of understanding that, hey, you know, I want to be in that that boat of constant renovation and growth mindset. I know we hate that term, but it's important. I want to constantly change and get better and update because that's what we demand of our students and we should demand that of ourselves. And and so I do think it's important to renovate, but instead of going, all right, well, I've got to be a completely different person with a completely different process. I never approach it that way. Never. Instead, quite literally, I may take one aspect of a lesson or one entire lesson or one assignment. I may tinker with it. And I don't just tinker with it for the sake of tinkering with it. Just because something's old and I've used it a long time doesn't make it a bad resource. In fact, some of the things that come out today, I kind of shake my head uh, at some of these things and go, wow, where is the where's the learning in that or the effectiveness in that? Or or is this even teach the essential ideas or the you know, meet the goals that uh, the lesson is supposed to be meeting or the assignment is supposed to be meeting. And so just because something's old doesn't make it uh, antiquated, doesn't make it uh, just irrelevant in the classroom or anything like that. Instead, I think that you have to be very selective about when you update and, and have some some professional reason for doing those things. Uh, and, and so, yes, you should constantly update, but don't just throw something out because it's old. Instead, focus on Instead of replacing, updating, updating. And if something needs to be replaced, then replace it. But you know that based on sort of what you're seeing in the classroom, right? So I, I do think when we talk about renovation and updating our process, we've got to decide uh, that we're going to replace the right things and at the right time. And, and, and if we can be more effective, we can do that. And I, and I think that even if you, in your mind, if you go, all right, well, this unit is perfect. I, I think you know as well as I do if we take a hard look at it that nothing is ever perfect. And so for the sake of continuing ed and the sake of uh, constantly trying to freshen things up, not only for your kids, but but also for you who's having to teach this and deliver this and facilitate this every single year, it can actually make you a more effective teacher if you are constantly renovating as well. And so literally, I, I would encourage you to think about taking that approach, one one assignment, one unit at a time. Uh, I think I've shared this with you also, and 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 that is this. In, in my classroom, every semester, I try to change one aspect of one unit um, in, in all of my classes, and that's, a, that's at a minimum. And again, that just allows me to sort of develop a better product, and of course, because I'm constantly learning as well as my students, then it's it's making me better and hopefully making the unit better. That's why I'm doing it. And also, I think what you'll also find is that we get comfortable as teachers, and then you know that we get comfortable with delivering our process and, and, and comfortable in this case is sort of a synonym for standardized. When we get really, really comfortable, sometimes we oftentimes begin to standardize what we deliver. Even if you're like, uh-uh, my classroom, you know, my kids are at the center and uh, they are learning left and right and, and I'm the facilitator. At the end of the day, even that approach where every day in the classroom looks the same becomes monotonous, not only to you, but also your kids. And that can sort of stifle creativity. So again, it's about constant change, not just for the sake of changing, but for the sake of getting better, freshening it up, and and motivating everyone involved in your process. And I think that's really important in, in, in a couple of obvious areas like technology. 
I think a lot of times it's intimidating to look at all the technology that's out there and there's a thousand different plus applications, right? And and it's the list is forever growing. And then there's all of these different uh, things that you know we can use to enhance our classroom and tools and all of this. And instead of going, wow, that's very frustrating and I, I feel like I have to be around a thousand of them or I feel like I have to learn them all, I, I say instead teach technology correctly as I always talk about and use it as tools and, and sort of just integrate as you can and don't feel like you have to take the burden of using every piece of technology that's out there and every piece of possible innovation that can come into a classroom, don't take that burden. Instead, do a little bit at a time, focus on a little bit, try to see how it improves your le- your, your lesson, and then how it improves the outcomes with your kids. That's a just, just a much better approach as opposed to taking sort of that fire hose mouth to the, to the, or fire hose, you know, approach to the mouth. I think that's just so overwhelming. And I don't know why teachers put themselves through that kind of stress. Just change one thing and it, and it becomes addicting. It does. It becomes addictive. Uh, and, and, and you'll want to say, you'll go, oh, okay, this worked or it didn't work. And maybe if anything, if it didn't work, it kind of reaffirms what you were doing already. I discovered that not too long ago with, uh, with, with something I had done. I had done a project for a long, long time in my classroom the way a certain way it was a project where they had to create uh, a, a song as they were using cell parts and you, you've probably seen some of those uh, on YouTube if, particularly if you're in science or you've got kids that have had to go through learning parts of the cell and that kind of thing and anyway I had my kids create this with certain um, educational goals and not to get in the weeds on that too much but anyway I changed a major way that I did that the last year or two I wanted to give it a couple of years uh, to kind of sit and uh, and simmer a little bit, so to speak, see how I liked it and how the kids responded. And I realized it, it just my new approach just wasn't working. And so uh, I, I had to completely go back to what I was kind of doing because I was getting a better product. And and sure enough, I got a better response from my kids. So so again, renovation may reaffirm at the very least what you're already doing. But I think it's important, and I think trying to be intentional about innovating and changing uh, is important. And 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 sometimes that can be to if if anything to reaffirm the success that you were having. So I do think it's important. And then in other places, uh, such as I was. Um, I was using some, I teach animals and I was teaching sponges and, and, and I had what I thought to be these really cool diagrams that were, um, really awesome done. You know, they're just, just really great. I thought, well, one of the kids told me, um, a couple of years ago, they were like, Mr. B, this, this diagram looks like it was made in the nineties. I was like, what? No, it wasn't. Blah, 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 blah. And I was just really kind of arguing back and just playing with them. And he was saying the same thing. And some other kids were like, yeah, Mr. B, this, this is not good. Have you ever heard of a computer? Which I, you know, was like, wow, ouch, that hurt. Because, you know, obviously I always talk about, you know, I like to think that I'm at the top of that, you know, innovation curve when it comes to technology. But I kind of took that one a little bit in the, in, in the gut. I was like, ouch. But sure enough, I started looking at them I'm like, wow, they're right. This is, this looks really old school. This looks, um, and, and, and. Again, in this case, uh, and, and I actually did look it up, and it was from 1999. I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is not great," or at least aspects of it was. And so, anyways, so I ended up having to renovate it, and 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 sure enough, I, I feel like the kids really appreciated that. I actually involved them in 
in helping to kind of update that unit and, and those diagrams. And I say diagrams, there were some interactive diagrams and some things and some aspects of it. It was really cool to see the kids get involved and, and help me with that. But again, my point was that, you know, I just needed to, uh, to, to update. And even though those old diagrams did a great job of showing this part and that part and what they do, just for the sake of bringing it forward and making it more relatable to the kids and making it more, uh, I, I guess, fresh for the kids to where they, you know, it's used to what they're seeing. And then they, and if it does a great job of delivering information, why not update it? And so, again, I, I had a really, really good reminder of that. So, so yeah, I think it's definitely important for you to renovate um, and, and, and update and, and to do it in stages. So that was one thing, one place where I was able to uh, improve that, that particular unit. And so again, one piece at a time. Do not blow up your process. And, and this is also true with you. You're part of your process. I, I would be totally missing the point if, if I don't also talk about the importance of the updating you in stages, right? And, and I know that sounds like we're robots, and I know sometimes we feel like that in our uh, process and in the education system especially. But the truth is, and, and I have had whole episodes on the importance of continuing education and talking about how we have to certainly be experts in updating our own selves and, and getting that continuing education. But we need to do that in pieces. I've shared my plan with you, uh, my, my goal, so to speak, that you know I have weekly goals of reading at least one article, or you know, whether that be on the internet or in a scholarly journal, every month I make sure that I have a phone call or conversation with um, somebody that uh, is in my field or sort of related to one of the applications in my classes. And then I attend at least one conference every single year to get better. And so that's sort of my continuing ed plan. Uh, and and, and that, that works for me. Not that you have to do that, but it helps me sort of stay current, which is obviously important. And it updates my pedagogy, instructional strategy, and I get to do it in a manageable uh, way. And, and I hold myself accountable for that. And, and if you, you don't hear anything else over the course of this episode, when I'm talking about updating your process and stages, those stages can be whatever is appropriate for you. You just have to make sure you hold yourself accountable. You know, if the if, 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 if for you working, you say, well, I'm going to replace one unit or I'm going to replace one assignment a year and that's what you do, then, then man, that's you. Do that. Okay, but you need to make sure that you're updating uh, in stages. And that includes you. You have to do continuing education. You have to because that's going to make you more relatable to your students through more updated applications, more updated information. Uh, things change. And as I've said to you, and I think, well, last time I talked about this, I you know, used math and English. And so many times people say, well, math doesn't change. That's true. But, I, you know, and, and, but, but, but applications are infinite and constantly changing, right? So you have to stay current. And so when you look at sort of the things that you really have to sort of hold yourself accountable for, certainly the, the willingness to sort of shake it up. Don't get too comfortable. I don't care how many years you've been in the game, whether you're, you know, that 30-year veteran or whether you're a first-year teacher. I think you have to constantly, again, focus on growth and focus on changing one aspect at a time. I think you have to study. I think you have to hold your, your yourself accountable to studying. I think you have to make sure that – 
as you're preparing to update and stay current, that you actually evaluate alternatives. That's just good problem solving and good uh, research, right? So look at your alternatives, get a lot of ideas. And, and, and that starts with you sort of stimulating that intrinsic creativity and curiosity that, you know, that's something we want in our kids. If you seem to be missing that because you're tired, stretched thin, you've got to find ways to, even if it's something as, 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 regimented as as I'm going to do 10 minutes a week. I'm going to look for topics or watch a couple of videos. You've got to find a way to study and, and look at what's out there. And and then something else that I got, you know, as I'm talking about some of these attributes of uh, what I would consider folks who are growth mindset and willingness to, you know, sort of update their process and renovate their classrooms. I think it's important on the other side of that coin that you not obsess. And I mentioned this a minute ago with technology, but I don't think you can sit there and just uh, go in circles and compare that. Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm just no good, and and I, and I can't do uh, what these other teachers do because I'm either too tired or too old or too, you know, just 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 not not cool like them or whatever may be the case. I, I think you got to let that go as well as the obsession of I have to you know innovate it all I have to blow up everything I have to use every possible tool I have to use every possible approach I, I just don't think that works and so keep that in mind and and so just just keep in mind that as you bite take small bites and and you kind of chew on what this does to your classroom, how your kids perform, how you're able to uh, best assist and interact and use this tool. I, I think you just have to kind of figure out uh, what what what's successful and what's not, and then constantly change as needed. And then be able to be sort of, going back to those attributes, be self-reflective. And, and that's not just on your process, but on you as a teacher. I think that's important to be able to look in the mirror and go, okay, so this works. This is why this works, or this is why this doesn't work. You know, is there something I'm doing? Is there something that's not clicking with the kids? I think all of that's important, and so keeping that in mind will will go a long way uh, to making you successful in updating your process. And and so I think the last thing I want to really mention, and this is this is really important uh, as well, and it goes in line with this sort of this obsession that I constantly need to blow up everything as opposed to doing it in stages. Here's here's what I want you to think about. I think if you're one of those people that's constantly wanting to blow everything up and you have trouble sticking to um, you know one or two things and you're constantly wanting to change or you you know if just for the sake of changing, I, I think it's important for you to realize that having a good plan and really looking at sort of I don't want to say just data like performance data, but also, how your kids interact with what you're providing and all of that. I think that's important. Uh, I, I think planning goes a long way, particularly if you're limited on resources, particularly time and money, obviously. Those are obviously the most important resources that we deal with as teachers. So if, if, if you are addicted, obsessed with changing everything constantly, uh, you know, you, you, 
I would encourage you to get a plan. And even if you're not one of those people, instead you're you're trying to update your process and stages, it's important to plan as well. You know, and again, that goes back to targeting what you feel like you need to change uh, the most and prioritize. And then beyond that, uh, again, going back to updating one piece at a time, one assignment at a time, one student at a time, you know, doing it in stages that way. But I do think it's important to have a plan. And, and for the sake of those of you that are, impacted big time by resources either in your district or uh, you know your school or whatever may be the case or as a teacher if, if you're limited in resource instead of maybe using that as an excuse to to not update uh, or use you're using that as sort of your you know wall of why I can't proceed forward I would encourage you in addition to this planning that you focus on enriching it's a, it, it's amazing and I may have talked about this last season, I think that I had, but I taught an entire week with just a cup of water once. You may think, oh, that's boring. Um, no, but if you think about this, there's so much that you can do with a cup of water, you know, and not to get all nerdy about it, but you, you know, I filled this water up, you know, this cup up with this water and it hangs over, you know, just a little bit. If you don't know what I'm talking about, take a cup of water and pour some water in it. You'll see that it kind of fills up right above, just barely above the rim. And there's reasons for that. And this allows me to talk about adhesion and cohesion in science. Um, but using that cup of water, I was able to um, have the kids explore certain aspects and properties and then use that water to do things. My only point in saying that, no, I'm not telling you that you have to teach about a cup of water for a week. What I'm telling you, though, is that you can enrich anything. Do not let resources become a barrier to you achieving and updating your own classroom. That's, 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 that's so dumb. I, 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 I know I use the word dumb, but it, it, it is to me. I, I, I get so tired of hearing that excuse. Yes, it's fantastic to have the best toys and the best gadgets, but look, we've been throwing money at, uh, certain school districts for a long, long time. And a lot of these underperforming school districts, money hasn't solved the problem. So money's a factor. That's not what I'm saying, but, but understand that, you know, money cannot buy education. You know, good. It cannot replace a good teacher, and all of your great teachers. So again, don't let resources like money and time be barriers to that. I, I just, I, I know we're better than that. I know we are, and we have to be honestly because money is obviously a limited resource, and our time is a limited resource. So instead, let's make sure we're good innovators and 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 good stewards of resources, and making sure that we don't use that as an excuse for kids not learning. Okay, um, so again, just to kind of summarize, as I kind of wrap here on the episode, uh, we're talking about updating your process and stages, right? So again, renovate one test at a time, one assignment at a time, one project at a time, one student at a time. Don't just renovate for the sake of renovating. Don't just update for the sake of updating. Uh, if something works, even if it's old, it may, it may still be very, very effective and it's worth using. Sometimes though, uh, old can affect students like the example of my sponge diagram. It's not great. Sometimes you got to renovate just to keep it fresh, not only for kids, but also for you who has to facilitate this information every single week. Don't don't feel like you have to learn everything and innovate everything and 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 feel like you have to use every possible instructional strategy and pedagogy that's out there. Don't obsess and do that to yourself. Instead, study, be resourceful, do continuing ed, have a growth mindset and continue to grow. When it comes time to you know updating 
and you need resources and time and money are, of course, the most important resources that we're talking about. Yeah, you need those resources, but don't let those resources or the lack thereof, more importantly, uh, sort of become the reason you don't update. So two different messages here uh, saying the same thing, really. And that is, one, you have to update. But the second half of that is update in stages. Do not, do not, do not. Go home and blow up your process. You're too good for that. Your process is too good for that. That I can guarantee you. All right, so that is it for this week. It was so good to be back with you. Uh, Stay tuned for next week. Look forward to being back and uh, doing it again. Until then, remember to like, comment, and subscribe or buy the books on Amazon.com. Until then, see you down the road.